Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is our Till Wildcat Insider. Feel free to give us a call at 785-537-1350 if you want to call in and talk to us about K-State men's basketball in the NCAA tournament. Run to the Elite Eight that finishes with a loss to Florida Atlantic. Very good Owls team by the final score of 79-76. Again, I felt like that was a team that was um, not appreciated by us fans, even though I, I wouldn't appreciate him if I didn't do all the research I did on him for Mitch Palm on Friday. And I really got to know Fort Atlantic because we're not watching Fort Atlantic basketball all season long until the Cats run into them. That's a lot of tournament games are like that. A lot of fans don't know what the what the opponents are all about, uh, except for maybe K-State because they got a lot of national recognition. Mitch Fortner with the voice of the Cats, Wyatt Thompson. Welcome back to Wildcat Insider. We're going to hear from Gene Taylor at 525. Uh, he was named the athletic director, FBS Athletic Director of the Year. Uh, earlier today so congratulations to gene taylor on that we got to have the best ad in in college join us in the in hour two i'm anxious to have him answer a few questions for us and and one of them being the athletic director of the year by nacta a national association we'll talk about that and identify that here in a little bit but wow what a year it's been for gene uh with with watching a a guy he hired to, to take over for the legend that is bill snyder with chris Kleiman winning a championship in the fall and then of course the year that Jerome Hang, uh, Jerome Tang had in year one. Are you kidding? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Um, excited to to visit with Gene on that. But you know, there's we talked at the start of last hour. The pain is still there for all of the K State faithful uh, over the loss to FAU, and it's it's going to hurt for a while. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, there's so many, you know. I think after the big wins against Kentucky, and then you know surviving Michigan State you just kind of felt like this is this is our time and it just didn't happen um it was a good effort but not good enough I think I think all of the players and coaches talked about that afterwards that FAU probably was the little better little tougher team for for most of the game uh K-State had some issues with rebounding and free throws and foul trouble and all of that and it was just a little too much to to get over FAU on that one. And it's fair to say a lot of the pain comes from this season and this run feeling like it was destiny. Mm-hmm. And watching the rest of the tournament unfold in crazy upset after crazy upset, and now you have in the NCAA tournament a five versus a nine, and you have a four versus a five. Those are your, your, those are your semifinal games. 
You know, and I think we're going to see some of that moving forward. I don't know that you can count on it every year, but I think this year it's more prevalent because what have we said all year long? Most everybody last year, I think, probably knew how good Carolina was, how good Kansas was the year before, how good Baylor was, those types of things. I don't know that anybody ever really thought Purdue was one that was going to march all the way through. I mean, did you? I mean, even though many of the polls during the year they were, you know, <laughs> the number one team in the land unanimously. I never, I never really thought that they were that much better than everybody else, and I just thought that there were, you know, ten or fifteen teams that that could maybe get to the final four. Yeah, they just and had one thinking, tall guy, you know. Well, they, but they were a little better than that. I mean, their tall guys, you know, quite good, and they had a couple of really good freshman guards who probably underachieved in the tournament a little bit, uh, which happens. So, anyway, the, it is surprising, and yet I, I have to be honest. I, I think even if you don't look at the Final Four, but you look at the Elite Eight with San Diego State, Creighton, FAU, the Cats, Houston, Miami, Xavier, Texas, Arkansas, UConn, Gonzaga, UCLA, there are some big names in there, so sure. But but there are some that, you know, aren't exactly names that pop right to your mind when you start thinking about the top 15 or 20 teams in the country this year. By the way, I also wanted to point out a uh, shout to Cole Manbeck, who is a co-host on Powercat Game Day from also the Three Mall podcast with Kurtz and D.Y. Uh, he, 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 he was the victim of CBS, or I guess TBS, of, you know, the you have the you know, the game goes final with FAU, camera shots of, okay, you have the Owls fans going nuts, the team's going crazy, then you need to see the crowd shots of the K-State fans sad. Cole Manbeck got his own camera shot at the end of the game as the sad K-State fan, so potentially keep an eye out on that for one shining moment maybe, I don't know. Uh, but I bet you're going to see a lot of Marquise Noel potentially in the um, one shining moment because... He was the shining star through four rounds of the NCAA tournament. Agreed. And even though K-State lost the game, not only is K-State still being talked about, but also, I mean, Marquise Noel has become like the player of, like the best player in the country. Maybe not best player in the country, but he's like the darling of the NCAA tournament for being 5'7". Um, him, first of all, having the most unique highlights you'll find in basketball. I mean, this season alone, you could put together, you know, like the before the team runs out of the tunnel f- for the games, that that video package or like a tip-off video package of just Marquise Noel highlights. Oh, sure. From this past season and all the crazy ways he decided to pass the basketball and perfect passes for, you know, behind the back, through the legs, alley-oops, but also him pretending to argue with Coach Jerome Tang about what the play call is, and it's a tie ball game in the Sweet 16 against Michigan State, and everything's riding on potentially on this play. So that is part of the play. And then Marquise Noel looks over at somebody, I guess is a friend of Isaiah Thomas, who was wearing Michigan State gear, and says, watch this, and throws the ball up to the hoop. And it's a reverse alley-oop for Keontae Johnson. (laughs) That is one of the wildest plays I've ever seen in my life. Well, you know, it's... I think it shows their chemistry. I mean, Keese admitted to me that they just had a little bit of eye contact there, and and uh, you, you saw the results. 
excellent catch over the head stuff with his back to the basket. Doesn't happen every day. It happened some, but mm-hmm. it was just, I think the timing of it was the biggest thing and just um, the communication results weren't what everybody thought they were seeing, right? I mean, to me, that's that's the story there and, and, and excellent execution. It, it was fun, man. It's one of the big plays. That play will be one that, that people remember for a long time, I think. Uh, oh. with this team, don't you? Well, they're, I mean, they had three gigantic alley-oops together. Yeah. Marquise to Key. Yeah. And then and then I, I think, personally, I will remember, you know, basically going 0 for 13 against Kentucky from 3 to start. And then oh, hitting, yeah. Hitting those three dagger threes late. I, I mean, forgot I, about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's that's, that's big time. Uh, this heck of a season. It, it stings now, and today's been – yesterday and today have been hard because you just – you just felt like, hey, it was going to happen. K-State was going to get to Houston. They were going to play in the Final Four. And it, then, boom. It, it's so funny how, yes, K-State can run into some major turmoil in a, in a big part of a game like the three-point shooting 0 for 13 in the first half, and yet you're still winning the game at halftime. Sure. Is, is bonk. It's crazy yeah. to consider that and how K-State could be winning a game after just struggling from outside so much. Uh, I mean, there, there's other instances, but going back to the alley-oops, I mean, they did it against Oklahoma State, did it against Kansas to win the game, and then against Michigan State to go up two. I mean, you're talking about pressure situations sure. that you take a gamble. They're all kind of set up different ways, maybe none tighter than the KU alley-oop. Right, right. The one thing, too, that I had a conversation with Stan about um, and a couple of other people is a tip of the cap to the K-State coaches for the – out of bounds plays, and in particular the baseline oh, out of bounds plays this year. How many times did we see them get a layup or a stuff, you know, off the off the baseline out of bounds? It's just extraordinary. Um, <laughs> those kind of plays are just hard for the opponents, especially when Bramlage was rocking the way it was this year. And and I think as we you know, eventually get over the pain and appreciate this team for what it is and, and then start to, you know, process and move forward and think about what next year might be. Uh, I'm excited about that too because we, we lose a lot. I mean, with, with, with Keontae and, and Marquise and Desi, I mean, that's a big, huge three right there, right? But I, I do think everybody understands, you know, what Coach Tang and his staff are, are you know, potentially going to do with with the the three freshmen that have committed and who knows what what this team is going to look like in a few months with the portal and those kind of things yeah. but but I think you can uh you can feel that there will be some ads coming easily no doubt and a tip of the cap for Marquise Noel for his legendary run through the NCAA tournament round of 64 against Montana State 17 points 14 assists three steals against Kentucky 27 points nine assists three steals against Michigan State overtime game Rolls his ankle in the second half, still finishes with 20 points, an NCAA tournament record, 19 assists and five steals. And in the Elite Eight against FAU, 30 points, 12 assists, and five steals. So 16 total assists in those four games, which matches a career high for a span of four games and a total number of steals. So not only was his offense out of this world, uh, but defensively was also just being... Marquise Noel. Mm-hmm. And I think that really a part of his game that goes underappreciated, I think, and that, that's why another part is just considering him so much for Big 12 Player of the Year was, I mean, his steal numbers were through the roof. Oh, yeah. He ended up with 92 steals 
on the season. K-State record, by the way. Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing. Uh, I'm not the, When you say the percentage of 88.9, that's like really good, right? But when you say he made 185 out of 208 in 36 games, let that sink in a little bit. Man, that's good. Yeah. And I, I won't take the time to run down all of the things that, you know, he did numbers-wise, like like what, what we did a little bit last hour, but my goodness. Well, I mean, Marquise Noel. Just thrilling, thrilling tournament his, for him. Yeah, and his, his name, when it comes to this past season, is going to be all over either the top of leaderboards for season or career or even top 10 sure. season and career stats. Well, he crushed the single-season K-State assist record. Oh, yeah. Crushed it. And, and and he beat a guy who is revered as as any in in K State basketball history with with Steve Henson, right? I mean, my goodness, what a, what a player! He had he was three assists away from three hundred, dude, in thirty six games. So I, I was that was something I was watching very closely going into the Florida Atlantic game because okay, I'm like nineteen assists, I'm like dear God, yeah, that's a, that's definitely K State record, and that was an NCAA tournament record. But so of all people, Doug Gottlieb. Has the record for assists in Big Twelve or for the Big Twelve era, for a single season, and he actually had the top two spots. He had one and two, and the top number was two ninety nine. Marquise Noel finished with two ninety seven. Mm-hmm. So, one two three in Big Twelve history for single season assists. Doug Gottlieb, Marquise Noel, Doug Gottlieb. Yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Doug played with really good teams. Yeah, he was, he was a fine Oklahoma State fine player. Yeah. No doubt about that. But he broke uh, Marquise Noel broke Steve Henson's record. I can't remember what game that was, but that was a big, that was a home game. Um, man, I'm blanking on it now. But anyway, I got to announce after the game Marquise Noel single season record holder at K State for uh, for assists. Uh, let me see if I can. Okay, so Steve Henson had 186. Okay, and Marquise finished with 297. <laughs> that, that is the definition of shattering a record. I would say. Uh, That's incredible. So also I want to point this out as well. So how about this? Going back to the assists. In two seasons, Marquise finished with 433 assists. In two seasons. That puts him third all time. Yeah. There were a lot of guys that had... You know, three and four year careers here that were were awfully good too. I mean, you can you could probably guess who the two are that are ahead of him. Steve Henson and Jacob Pullen. That's right. Um, And Marquise Noel, by the way, is the only player in the top ten when it comes all time assists for K State. The only player that played two seasons. Mm -hmm. Everybody else played four. Yeah, three or four probably. Right. I I I think all of them are four. So actually, so Marquise knocked Anthony Bean. Out of the top 10, Bean played two seasons. Yeah. But in his two seasons, he had 290. Marquise Noel had 433. <laughs> yeah, and I think we all, those of us who are the appropriate age, if that's the right way to say it, certainly remember Anthony Bean and how good he was. He, he was a really, really fine player and a real good distributor of the ball. But that's pretty much shattered. And I feel like we haven't talked about Keontae Johnson enough. Agreed. To be quite honest with you. Because, I, you know, Marquise Noel really stole the show. And it's because of, obviously because of his play, but the national exposure that that gave K-State of Marquise Noel being the most popular player in the NCAA tournament, K-State on social media with their pregame little baby clapping to that song. 
forget the name of the song. Like that, that grabbed everybody's attention. And now K State is the cool team. Yeah. I think for me, the thing that will stick out for Keontae is just the story of him prior to being here. And then once he was here, the consistency in which he played, the embracing of his teammates and the team concept and all of those things, I don't know that you could possibly ask for somebody any better. And I think you could also say that for Desi, too. I mean, those guys were all in from the get-go, and you could see it and feel it. Um, I so appreciate him, though, just from the consistency standpoint. Double figures in every game except two. Yeah. Um, (laughs) He just made so many big shots through the course of the year. Uh, Just his toughness, you just appreciate that in every way. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Athletics Director Gene Taylor. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Taylor next. Welcome back to Wildcat Insider. Mitch Fortner, the Hall of Fame voice of the Cats, Wyatt Thompson. We'll open up the phone lines here once again in just a moment, but right now we are pleased to be joined. Was it just announced today? He is the NACTA 2022-23 FBS Athletics Director of the Year, Gene Taylor. Welcome to the show, and congratulations, Gene. Thanks, guys. It's uh, good to be on, and appreciate the congrats. But, you know, these awards come about because of the people that you're surrounded with, and I come to work every day with, I think, one of the greatest staffs in the country, so it makes my job a lot easier. Well, we do salute you, certainly, um, and congratulate you for sure. W- was your initial reaction one of uh, a little bit of surprise, would you say? Yeah, very much so. Um, you know, it's not something, obviously, you, you think about and, you know, you, you you see these awards, you know, given uh, each year and you, you you look at guys and, you, boy, okay, that guy deserves it, that guy deserves it. And then when it's your name, you kind of go, well, I'm not so sure, <laughs> but... Yeah. Uh, you know, it's been a great year, obviously, and I think people recognize, um, you know, the things that we've been able to accomplish here with, uh, you know, football and basketball, clearly, and and just overall, um, you know, some of the things we've been able to accomplish uh, here at K-State since I've been here, so it's it's nice to, and particularly when it's your peers that uh, vote on you, it makes, it makes it feel a little bit better. Gene Taylor, Athletic Director, our guest. Uh, I'll ask here real briefly, if you don't mind, you were on the trip. You were in New York City, and we mentioned in the first hour that you know 
there's going to come a time when we look back on this season and recognize it for what it was, but there's a lot of hurt with being so close to the Final Four and not making it. Can you just kind of put into perspective what uh, the last, say, 48 hours or so have been like for you from an emotional standpoint? Because it, it, it got emotional at times. It, it, it did. It's supposed to. Yeah, it, it does. You know, I mean, obviously, uh, we, Wyatt, you and I, and I think, you know, our coaches and people around the program understand how hard our athletes work, right? And and, and to see them, you know, kind of where they started, again, this part of the whole story we've all talked about and told, uh, where they started back in March when we hired Coach Tang and we had two players and, you know, for them to get this far um, and get and, and enjoy that run, right? I mean, it was a phenomenal game against Kentucky and phenomenal game against probably one of the best games of the tournament, the game against Michigan State, and, and it's still a pretty good game against you know, Florida Atlantic, which is a great team, but to get that close, the hurt you see in those players is real, right? It's 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 devastating. Um and 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 you're right. In a few years, they'll look back and we'll enjoy it. You know, we had some of the players that you know, guys saw Cam Stokes, and you know, obviously he was part of an Elite Eight run. And you know, I just remember back then. But you know, again, these are special runs. It's hard to do what they did and go as far as they did. But you know, you walk in that locker room when you're not cutting down the nets, and it's it, it hurts a little bit more than than uh, maybe a first round or second round loss. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, not only are you known now for being one of the best uh, when it comes to athletic directors, but I guess you're one of the best huggers. Uh, <laughs> what's it What's it like being known for your hug because of what Jerome Tang said after beating Kentucky about he was really wanting one of those hugs? Uh, you know, I just, I've been fortunate, obviously. You, you, I get close to our coaches. Um, I've known Chris a long time, and um you know, it, it means a lot to me, and it means a lot to them. Hey, I'm there for you. You know, sometimes the hugs after a loss maybe feel a little bit better than a than a big win. But you know, to to help them celebrate a, a, a huge accomplishments again, knowing how long and how hard that they work for for them to, you know, to beat a Kentucky and and not be expecting to, and then to get a big win over Michigan State to get the lead eight. Uh, I give those hugs any day of the week, just just because I know how hard they work and. Let them know that I'm there for them, uh, win or lose. Gene, I think you knew at your core you were getting with Jerome Tang, a good man, a guy who was ready to be a head coach, a really good recruiter. If there was a question, maybe it was, is he a good enough coach? I'm just curious from your perspective after watching for the last few months what your thoughts are now uh, about the guy you hired a few months ago. Well, I I just confirmed really, you know, obviously – I think, like you said, you, you felt the, the who he was as a person and, and the character type, and, and and how he cared about the kids. I mean, you just felt that caring mm-hmm. when you when you meet him, right? And I think everybody has felt that whether they meet him in person or they've seen him publicly. And and then you know to watch him coach these teams and win win games differently. You know, whether it's with defense or you know you score a hundred plus points against the Texas on the road. I mean. He finds a way to let these guys play and play to their strengths, and I think that's been fun to see. And I think that's what makes this team so fun to watch uh, is is how they play together, and you know they won games differently. So to me, that tells them uh, tells me a lot about his X's and O ability. And you know, I I don't sit there at practice every day, but I I know people that are around it and watch them, and then their game preparation has been incredible. And then I've seen them a little closer. You know, because I do go to the practices when we go to the tournaments and listen to what they say, and it's it's impressive. Uh, 
collectively him as the head coach, but then that staff there, they're pretty talented too when it comes to game plan. After the game, after the loss to Florida Atlantic, Drum Tang had a little breakout session just real quickly with the media that was next to the locker room, and somebody asked Coach, how does he want Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson remembered? And he brought up that he wants to see their names and jerseys up in the rafters. And I think he had said, I think two or three years ago, that you don't really have a criteria on, on when it comes to like, like the, the jersey retirements for basketball, what it takes. Like it just be by player by player and just go from there. Uh, preliminary thoughts on that, even though I'm sure you'd rather, I mean, right now the focus would be probably getting a couple of other guys up there first. Yeah, you know, I think those are emotional, you know, things that that people. I think he believes that, right? And and I don't know that you could argue, you know, with the season that they had. But you're right. I think there's a couple of guys that we've already talked about. You know, Jacob Pullen and a couple others that, you know, had a had a impact on the program that haven't gotten up there yet. So, you know, I think it's like anything. You just kind of let some time go by, and and then you sit back and evaluate the, their impact and what they've done, and you know, clearly they have had a major impact on this program. They've, they, we've, we've seen the energy back in Bramlage. We've, we've been able to make an, a, you know, a, a tremendous run to the lead eight. We were three seed, and then those two players had a huge impact on that. And then the exposure that we got while we were in New York City because of the way Marquise played in particular, but so certainly Keontae as well, um, was phenomenal. And and you know, I, I just heard a report today that this past two weeks the uh, the number of applicants we got the uh, interested in k state was grew even more and then so you know those aren't long lasting impacts but uh, you know i think we'll sit back someday and go okay how do they rank with the other guys that are up there other players that are up there in terms of their impact and we'll we'll figure that out well, gee, I don't know how often you listen to my show, but I, I'm, I'm a loud advocate for Marquise Noel. I'm actually right now putting together a campaign for you, uh, for Marquise Noel, for uh, any accolade I could possibly get him. Yeah, that's fine. That's fair. And, you know, I don't think anybody's going to argue with, uh, with anything you might come up with. We've watched those four tournament games, Gene. We mentioned this earlier in the show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat this to, just to get your reaction. But in the four tournament games, 23.5 points a game, 3.5 rebounds, 13.5 assists, 45% from the field, 42% from three, and making 23 out of 25 free throws. I, That's crazy. I, it is crazy, and when you see those numbers collectively, uh, it's it's even more impressive. And, and while you're watching it, you know he's having a good game, but then when you see the collective numbers, it's I, I'm guessing there might be others that have performed Similarly, but I don't know that there's that many. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's probably a handful of players that go through you know, that many games in the tournament and do what they did each and every night and the impact of, of, of you know, the big – that's the other thing. He made big shots and big plays and, you know, uh, just when he did what he did at certain times of the game in big moments, uh, as, like, as Coach has said, you know, big-time players make big-time plays, and that's, I think that's true for what Marquise did. <laughs> So we brought up earlier, you know, a big, obviously, reason why you're recognized as AD of the year. K-State football wins the Big 12, goes to a Sugar Bowl. K-State men's basketball is now, you know, finished up with the Elite Eight after, you know, I mean, I could think you could say that's maybe the biggest one-year turnaround in, in men's basketball history at K-State with a 12-game and win difference and make it to the Elite Eight. You know, when things like that obviously happen, you're looking at, you know, 
you know, maybe some raises, maybe some extensions. Um, you know, maybe Coach Tang, you know, that's down the road. But, like, for Chris Kleiman and staff, where is that at right now? Well, yeah, it's certainly part of the discussion. And, and uh, I guess we don't want to forget, you know, women's basketball with out the, you know, probably, arguably, player of the year out makes a pretty deep run in the WNIT. And, and so, you know, hats off to Coach Mitty. But, you know, those things are, you know, things you talk about, right? And and, and you have... Obviously, the success Coach Kleiman had, and yeah, we're we're talking to him. I talked to him, and we're working with his agent. And we'll probably figure something out, and you know, with Coach Tang just finishing the season, you'll probably sit down and figure out, you know, what's what makes sense, uh, what's appropriate for a guy that's, uh, you know, we don't want him to look anywhere. I think he's very happy. I think you saw the emotion in the coaches when we got back to the airport on Sunday. Uh, there was that was real emotions from those players and those coaches to have. That level of caring from the fans, uh, I think that means a lot, and that goes a long way. But certainly, you know, you want to make sure he's happy from a compensation perspective and a, and a security perspective as well as his assistant. Gene, before we let you go, I do want to maybe get an update, and I don't know if you have a real big update on the uh, volleyball facility and Olympic Training Center because I know you've <laughs> you've traveled more than most of us. <laughs> what would be the latest there if you have one? And I'm leaving again tomorrow, so uh, <laughs> I'm kind of an AD and absentee. Uh, you know, it's it's going well. I get uh, weekly uh, updates. It's the finishing. You can really see the finishes in there in terms of, you know, locker rooms taking shape and, and finishing in terms of tiles and carpeting and paint. And um, I have not been in there probably in a few weeks. Uh, it is still on time to, to be you know, wrapped up primarily by, by June. Um I probably need to go back in there because I think the stark difference now from what it was just a few weeks ago is going to be pretty significant. But um, I drive by every day, and you can just see the really beginning. You know, they're starting when they start working on like parking lots and then sidewalks outside, and you know, it's uh, things are beginning to move along pretty well. You know, Wyatt's question actually reminded me of just one more here, Gene, and that is uh, I I get asked about this a bunch, as a matter of fact, about you know the just the backdrop of Toynton Family Stadium now is the new volleyball arena, and if anything on the south end is going to be done like cosmetically to enhance it for baseball, has anything like that been been brainstormed? Yeah, we talked about it actually. Uh, <clears throat> I remember what weekend it was. We had a really nice weekend. I can't remember who we were playing and. We were sitting up there looking at the, you know, kind of that silver, uh, gray background. I don't think it really hurts baseball, um, but there might be some opportunities. We can put a power cat up there or, or some other sort of, you know, logos or marks that might um, help a little bit. But, you know, I don't think it's hurt them. They had some big hits this past weekend, a big uh, walk-off against Oklahoma. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, we were a little concerned there might be on a bright, sunny day if the sun reflects off of that. We haven't really seen that yet. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think um, Pete's been fine with it, but something we'll consider to look at. Well, Gene, congratulations once again on being named the FBS AD of the year, and we hope to talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate having me on, and we'll talk soon. Thanks again. All right, that's Case Athletics Director Gene Taylor. We'll continue with Wildcat Insider after the When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Break. Phone number 785-537-1350. Got a couple of more minutes here on the show. We wrap up at 6 o'clock. Batcats play at 2 tomorrow at Air Force. Be in Colorado Springs, and that'll be a pregame of 1.30. We will have a show following. I'll be I'll be uh, on my own. Travion, you still got class, right? You're busy. What day did you say? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. All right, so that means I'm by myself. Troy's going to go run some errands, he tells me. So he needs the extra time. Don't mind at all. Uh, since we'll be probably a little bit short. And then uh, 1 o'clock, first pitch, pregame 12.30 on Wednesday. We have the Royals playing Thursday, opening day, against the Twins at the K at 3.10. So we won't have a show Thursday. And then we're back at it on Friday for an hour and a half before pregame at 5.30, back hats in West Virginia. So there's your uh, K-Man schedule for the for the week. It's a big week. You mentioned earlier West Virginia coming to town. They're ranked right near the bottom side of the top 25, but a good club. Um, play a couple of games out west and <laughs> make your way back to the to the Ville. And, and, and boy, this is a big weekend with West Virginia. Yes, it is. And it, it's weird saying this, but now uh, as, you know, radio host and, you know, you're taking it day by day, you're, you're sticking with what's going on with the Cats and its schedule – Football now ramps up once again, even though, of course, there's no spring game, but right. it is a you know week-by-week schedule during spring practice of of press conferences. And last week they actually had to postpone one because there was no, going to be nobody there probably uh, because of the Cats in the Sweet 16 and Elite 8. We were supposed to hear from Van Malone. That's been postponed. But this week we're going to hear from Colin Klon on the and all the offensive coaches. There's going to be an open practice for a little while. It's a big turn, but – we're back to football now and talking about the Cats. I mean, I'm still going to talk quite a, probably quite a bit of basketball this week, but now we just got to be ready to go for some more football talk. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that press conference with Colin will be at 1 o'clock, and then some of those other offensive – well, the other offensive assistants will, will follow that around 1.30-ish. Um, we'll be talking some spring football here in the uh, coming weeks, and uh, I think they're off to a decent start. I haven't been around much as and I know that's the same case for you, and nobody really has no. from a media standpoint because everybody's been on the uh, basketball journey here. But uh, I think we all are excited about where K-State football finished last season and stand today heading into 
next year. Anxious to hear from Colin on Wednesday. So that's all good. I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> this goes fast. I got asked in an interview today, so once basketball's over, what do you do? You know? <laughs> well, spring football and yeah. then catbacker tour. A lot and, of things to pay attention to. Yeah, and... a couple of trips and then a little bit of time off. And then it'll be August 1st and the players report again before you know it. Trust me. Do you have any uh, vacations planned or anything? Not totally yet. Uh, probably work on that a little bit here in the, in the coming weeks here. Uh, more than likely, we'll go to North Carolina this summer for the NSMA event, but not 100% certain, but I'm going to try to go, I think. Well, I know a Gene being named Athletic Director of the Year. He's going to go accept an award in Orlando. Yeah. Maybe tag, tag along for that if he needs a opener. Yeah. You know, get, Somebody to carry his bag? Carry the bag, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> guys go to Disney World together or something. I don't know. <laughs> there you know. go. Yeah, there Universal are worse places to go than Orlando, although you'd probably rather go in January than June, right? Is that true? Yeah, it, it gets humid yeah, for yeah, yeah. sure uh-huh. in uh, the su- the summers there in Florida. I've only been in the spring and the fall. Okay, but it, even then, it can get pretty humid. I've but also, that means more lines. In Florida, but I have not been to Orlando. I'm kind of uh, anxious to see, you know, kind of what that's going to mean. And and of course, we've got Houston uh, coming into the league, and of course, yeah. Cincinnati and BYU. I've I've been to Cincinnati before. I've been to BYU many times, but. Uh, have not been to the UCF campus or to Orlando. I've been to, well. I've been been to the Houston campus. We because for the Texas Bowl, that's where uh, they had like press conferences at their indoor. Yeah, and so that was right by the football stadium for the Houston Cougars. Uh, been there. Haven't been to. I've been. I haven't been to the, the other three. I've actually never been to Utah other than the airport. Don't okay. count that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that doesn't count. Final four. Uh, I. It'd be impossible for me to watch the final four without hurt feelings. Uh, I'm, I'm still going to be like, it's basketball. I love it, but I think the cat. I felt like the cat should be there. Yeah. Who do you think's going to take it out of that group? Let me, let me ask you something. Go ahead. In all sincerity, here, okay. You saw the call in the Creighton San Diego State game. <laughs> I you watched s- it live. You probably saw Texas have a 13 point second half lead. It was actually in the air when that happened. Okay, and then the K State game. Would you rather be K-State, Creighton, or Texas today? I think I'd K-State. least like to be Creighton just because you I You felt like that, you got robbed? Well, I just don't know if you decide that game with that call with under a second and a half to go for a spot in the Final Four. You asked me how I'd rather lose? Well, yeah, I'm just saying – would you would you rather be Creighton today or K State? I mean, it'd be hard to be a Creighton fan today, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah, you God, feel like you got so, robbed. You, you'd I be mean, so it, mad. It came down yeah. to a call. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- we'd have a totally different yeah. vibe to today's show. Yeah, um, and maybe one vibe that maybe those outside of the K State's nation would be making fun of, and you're like, oh, you're just blaming the refs, and K State blames KU fans, blaming the refs because they get a lot of calls all the time, and then when they finally. <laughs> Be like, oh, the refs, they screwed us. We're all over that. Um, man, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's just, I guess I'm trying to make the point. Texas has to be stinging a lot yeah, because of the way theirs went. K-State had a lead of 63-57 in the second half with, what, seven and a half-ish to go or whatever it Long might have been. Long scoring drought, yeah. And, and, but then I think with Creighton, mm, that'd, be, that'd be harsh. Uh, with all of that said, are you thinking that UConn is the best team standing? I'm taking UConn. I think most everybody is. 
Um, and they're probably the best team, but the best team doesn't always win, as we know. So I'll be watching. I always do. I'd rather be there. Have, Someday, I hope. Have you ever entertained the idea of reseeding once you get this far? No. I heard I, that I brought haven't. up three times yesterday. I, I wouldn't be for that in the basketball event. I would I would absolutely not be yeah. in any way interested in reseeing at any point. Because I, I had mentioned before in an interview today that you know, teams in the t- it's hard to do this if you're the committee. The the question was asked of me, do you think FAU really should have been a nine? Well, I mean, the answer is probably not, right? But you could also probably say that UConn could have been better than a four. Or SDSU, knowing what we know now, maybe shouldn't have been a five. But they played in the Mountain West. You know how many Mountain West teams have ever made the Final Four? I think they're the first, right? One. Yeah. One. So it is hard. It is tough. But... I wouldn't change it because, as we said earlier in the show, it's been a long, long time since we haven't had a single number one in the Final Four, too. Usually you don't miss on all four. Heck, it's the first time since 2017 a a Big 12 team is not in the Final Four. Correct. And and think about how close they were. K-State was a one-possession game. Do you remember the Texas Final? Not off the top of my head. I think 88-81. Okay. And, they, and again, I'll repeat this. They, they were up 13 in the second half and that lost. That was a huge swing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think Miami's really pretty good. I really do. I, yeah. You know, they, well, if they, Nigel Pack is hitting seven threes. Sure. And, and throwing talk, that one in on the, behind the backboard, you probably didn't see that, but that was something. It, it, I didn't. Of course, it doesn't count. Can't, you can't do that. But Well, it is the best team money and I money's bought. Too, Excuse me. One thing I'll say about Nigel, it looks like he's developed his game off the bounce, too. He's not just a jump shooter. He, he's, I'll tell you, they have three real good guards, real solid guards. Well, and let's not forget with this NCAA tournament, we also had probably the biggest upset in, in basketball history, Fairleigh Dickinson beating Purdue. Uh-huh. The, the, fun, the kicker about that is, you know, Purdue has Zach Eady, who's 7-3. Four. Is he seven four? <laughs> One of those. <laughs> We're going off the tape measure, or the uh, or the roster. I'm not sure, but yeah. uh, but Fairleigh Dickinson is the shortest. F, uh, they're the shortest team in Division One basketball. I did and not they, realize, and that. they were not supposed to be in the tournament because Merrimack was not eligible yet, right. and they won the tournament. But see, that's the thing that makes this thing so great among the many <clears throat> that you don't get in the college football playoff. You just don't. And, and I think every year you, you have a George Mason or, you know, name the team. I mean, FAU this year where there's some, you know, and Fairleigh Dickinson didn't, didn't do much after beating Purdue, but they're going to always remember they beat Purdue. It's only the second time yeah. a 16 has ever beaten a one. And I, you know what, Stan and I talk about this all the time. We were sitting there courtside yeah. when UMBC did it for the first time against Virginia. And K-State's been that was in, the coolest thing ever. Yeah, and K-State's been in, in both regions. Yes. Where, this, for, where the one lost the 16. I know. It's, it's, so it's a great tournament. You're paying today because K-State's season is over. But uh, 
Well, the reason I, I, brought, I, I don't know if I'd give up or change a whole lot. There's a reason I, I brought change Saturday a little bit, but not much else. Yeah, there's a reason the the reseeding thing got brought up. National people were talking about it on ESPN Radio as I heard it yesterday. They're like, "Well, we feel like you know." UConn and Miami is the actual, like, is the real national championship game. Like, that mm-hmm. game is going to determine the national championship. Like, well, first of all, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Let's remember that, you know, these teams had to upset some folks to get to this spot. Sure. I mean, they could probably upset anybody at this point. Let's not count out, you know, even though, yes, it is a semifinal, it's not the most glorious headline in Florida Atlantic and San Diego State. One of those two teams is going to be playing for a national championship game. That's true. That is a very, very rare thing. For mid majors to have a shot at a national championship, yeah, and I think that's just why the way the so dominoes many, fell. I, I think that's why so many K Staters are looking at this as, man, we had a, we had a heck of a path, a heck of a shot. Yeah, you know, and and I totally understand that. But as we said earlier in the show, um, K State was off a bit in the game and and just not quite good enough to to beat a pretty good team that day. And that's that's kind of what it comes down to, bud. I know Travion's about to hit the uh, hear the button to wrap up this show. Okay. Just real quick, opening day's Thursday. Who do you got this year? Baseball, MLB. Wow. That's a really good question. Um, I think Houston will be good again. I think the Dodgers will be down. Hmm. Uh, if I'm picking somebody right now, just chemistry, I'll, I'll take one of two teams. I'll either take the Phillies or the Braves. Okay. Okay. I figured those would be popular picks. I'm not necessarily hoping it'll be those two, but I think they're both really fine teams. But not the Royals. A little ways away, yeah. That's what we need. But maybe better. Okay. Maybe better. We'll see. That's the vibe, right? They're supposed to be a little bit better, but... All right. Anyway, for Travion, Wyatt, I'm Mitch. Thank you for joining us on Wildcat Insider on K-Man. Getting you closer to the locker room than anyone else. This is Wildcat Insider. Wildcat Insider, an exclusive presentation of the flagship station of the K-State Sports Network. News Radio 1350, KMAN.